as Podlord, I get final say. Is that how this works? Shocker, boys and girls, I don't usually prepare very well. So, Matt, why do you hate Annie? If you need to say I hate you both for making me not be able to binge watch the show. Say I love the disco spider. <laughs> for the sugar Sorry, bear. the bro. sugar bear. Oh, so I'll take it. Smarter <laughs> than the average bird. G'day and welcome back. We are the Greendale Human Podcasters and we bequeath you this podcast and potentially Matt COVID. Uh, my name is Jack, coming at you today from uh, from Melbourne, home of the Wurundjeri people. I am joined by the Sugar Bear Brad. Coming to you from Ipswich, the home of the Yagara, Yugara and Yugarapool peoples. And uh, I'm not joined by uh, by Matt this week. Uh, but we do have a stand-in for Matt. We have uh, another drum-loving, community-loving uh, friend of ours, Adrian. Welcome, Adrian. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, coming from you here in South Portland, Maine, uh, home of the Wabanaki Confederacy. Look at you go. I love it. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, listeners out listen. They know what's coming. That's fantastic. Two week, Two guests in a row. Uh, yes, yeah, so excellent. As, as mentioned, uh, yeah, we've got a we got a good stand-in for for Matt. When um, unfortunately Matt can't be here tonight, he's uh, he is sick, um, but it it is what it is. Um, it was going to be really good to have uh, Matt and Adrian together because they're both uh, very much alike. So that was going to be good fun. But uh, Matt piped <laughs> on us at the last minute. So suck it, Matt. Might have just been a black hole of two similar people coming together in the same spot in the universe just ceases to exist. So maybe you did us a solid there. Yeah, we can't yeah, have too probably. many drummers all in the same space, can we? No. <laughs> <laughs> the light bulbs would never get screwed in. No. But uh, but I'd like to uh, to start off by, as, as you mentioned before, Adrian, um, yes, good morning. Adrian's joining us at 5 a.m. local time for him. It's it's night for us, so Brad and I can drink. But uh, but no, it's it's 5 a.m. for uh, for you, Adrian. So uh, that is fantastic commitment on your part. Yes, mate. Yeah. No worries. Happy to be here with you. Nice to be live. Yeah. Well, we'll start with our general um, guest questions. How did you? Uh, how did you get into community? So community kind of, well, it, I guess fell into me like a lot of shows, like every, we got locked down and there's all the shows, these shows people have been hearing about. It's like, oh, you have to watch this and you have to watch this. It's like, well, now I have like three quarters of my day just on the couch and I can't go anywhere. Um, so community was on that list of things that my wife and I just binged through uh, Letter Kenny was on that list, which is how Jack and I know each other from the Produce Stand group, yep. uh, Parks and Rec and Schitt's Creek. And they're just all these amazing shows that are now like in the top top of my wife and I's list that we can just sit down and go through the seasons again and again that we just discovered because we were stuck at home. So now even but now we're just fine being stuck at home. So for us, that works fine because we don't really like people in general. <laughs> hey, that sounds like us. <laughs> <laughs> People are overrated, right? But uh, so, what do you what do you do for a for your living, Adrian? 
Yeah, so this is kind of where Matt and I overlap a little bit, um, except I do it on the professional level. Um, so I got into brewing beer professionally uh, about a decade ago or so. Um, so yeah, so that that's the that's the day gig. Um, working in a new startup in Portland, Maine called Kit. Um, we make uh, we're all non-alcoholic brewery. Um, oh, so sweet. sobriety something sobriety is something a little bit new to me. Um, not because of the gig, but that's just an aside, but kind of in putting those products out, it's interesting how many people start coming to you and start, um, sharing their story around that. So that's kind of, um, been kind of interesting and been an interesting challenge to make, a trying to make a beer flavored beer that doesn't have the alcohol in it. So that's been a fun professional challenge after a decade of doing it the normal way. Yeah. And a lot of crossover here, as you mentioned, Matt likes to homebrew. Brad is also on the non-alcoholic yeah. train, uh, and I believe you were mm-hmm. six months sober there, Adrian. I think I saw the other day. So congratulations on that. Yeah, a little Congrats, little over six. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, not for everybody, but for those that it works for. Cheers for you. And if not, you know, to quote Tannis, to, to do a little show crossover, uh, you do you, boo. Yeah, that's it. I, that's I right. sit here drinking a rum and coke, but sure. I also have a, a big glass of water. Uh, well, you got to stay hydrated. That's, That's right. it. Uh, the other question that we normally ask all our guests is, who on community do you feel reflects reflects you the best? Or And generally that, that revolves around probably a couple of characters, but who do you find is, is the Adrian in community? Uh, yeah, I would definitely say it's a it's a couple of different characters. I um, I think Matt from the other week kind of said, you know, we all pull from a little different of people. Uh, for me, a little bit of Annie. Uh, so nerdy, uh, very much a perfectionist, and definitely things need to be done very particularly or in a certain manner. Uh, Abed, just again, a lot of TVs and movie references, which I would assume most show fans of this show have a little bit of Ovid in them. I don't think that sort of personality where you get super obsessed into shows um, that are kind of on like the pop, pop culture um, scale of things. Like if you don't have a little bit of Ovid in you, you're probably not going to get obsessed with shows like Community, I don't think. Um, and then a little bit of Britta, like a very strong moral values or a sense of like, sometimes it's like everything has to be one way or the other way, like very much um black or white or good or bad like very much like to split things down the middle that way Uh, my early professional background um was in environmental science and like tree hugging kind of like worked in the nonprofit field environmental education um so going back to that early like enviro fair episode that spoke to me a little bit because i feel like in college (laughs) i was definitely doing things like the whole oil derrick although we never had the um no super hot oil wrestling, but I was other say, than did that, you oil wrestle with someone. <laughs> Not yet. It still happened. We're still young, right? Yeah. What, what happens in the brewery stage? A man can dream. <laughs> You're wrestling. Oh, there's, there's been crazier things mentioned. Oh, I'm sure there has. But uh, so, how's everyone's weeks been? Brad, let's start with you. As a, as a regular co-host, how has your week been? Have you been up to anything interesting this week? Um, I've actually been off uh, off work this week. Uh, it's the little guy's Ooh. first. Well, it was actually the um, 
Mama Bear's uh, first week back full time. So um, I was on um, cub duty for Monday and today, and he was off at uh, daycare for the other three. And um, on Tuesday, I was um, hugging the porcelain porcelain throne. Oh, um, yeah, it was it, it, it was not 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 fun at all. So um, yeah, it was a, it was a long. <laughs> It was a long early start to the week. Just started coming right yesterday afternoon. So, yeah, I I blame the well. I don't blame. I know it. It's one of those um, daycare bugs that goes around. So, but at yeah. least it wasn't the COVID. At least it wasn't the COVID, which is something that we were both happy with, and I was especially happy with because I don't want that. Yeah, no. hassle. No one wants a spicy cough. No, it's always on the weeks off too. Why can't you ever get sick on when you're supposed to be at work? It's always yeah, the weekends exactly. or the vacations, and yeah, yeah when I'm meant to be looking after a little guy. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And then he's got to be looking after you, pulling your head, but hair back. <laughs> he's old enough for yeah. that, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh. Adrian, how's your week been? Anything interesting? Oh, it's just been super slammed with work. We're like at that point in our year where we do like quarterly meetings and resets and all these like big picture goals are coming due. Um, so we have that all staff next week. So kind of trying to cram all the stuff, you know, you're supposed to work in over the previous three months and then you just do it the two weeks before. <laughs> so I've been getting caught at that. A uh, lot of bringing work home and working at the dinner table for a few hours at night just to get you know, not be the person that didn't do their shit. Um, and then we were in the fun of having just put product in the market um, in like end of December, early January. So we're dealing with like all of that finally coming to fruition after six months of getting there. Uh, and, you know, and then with the holidays, everything just gets screwy with things being essentially closed for a week and people being gone and everything taking longer. And then, um, I mean, I guess Matt could probably speak to this. Well, he's not here, so I'll speak for him. Just with shipping and deliveries <laughs> just being super, super screwy right now. I'm assuming you guys have the same problems with drivers yeah. being out with COVID and new restrictions. And, yeah, um, yeah, it's been, it's you been know, quite Tankers bad, getting yeah. stuck in canals. and. <laughs> well, we've had quite uh Because we've sort of opened up and, uh, and let it rip a bit, all of our problems have all been around... Uh, mostly meat shortages, but general product shortages mm. of one yeah. part of the you know delivery and supply chains have been affected, but then also the manufacturing of goods and and that sort of stuff. Like half of workplaces are off because they've had COVID, and then you yeah. know someone goes to work and then they're with you know anyone who was on their shifts. Well, you got to isolate now. Yeah. So yeah. you know all those sorts of things. So we had quite a uh, the last few weeks, it's sort of coming good. Well, it's coming good where we are, slowly. But, you know, you go to the shops and there's just no meat. Or there's yeah. no, you know, and there's shortages on, on a whole bunch of other stuff. But meat yeah, no fruit and veg. And... No fruit and veg, yeah, because no one can pick it. Yeah. So, yeah, fresh produce yeah, we had, and um, yeah. meat stocks were the, were the problem. 
we had huge shortages where there's like meat processing plants of like 2000 people and they all have COVID because they weren't following Jeez. restrictions. So it's just like, you know, massive companies like Tyson's Foods just like shut down for a couple weeks. And it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Good luck with that. I guess everybody's yeah. vegetarian now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, more Woo. or less. But uh, yeah, so that's been, that's been kind of what's been... Uh, what's been going on over over here uh my week has been has been all right um i haven't been doing too much i've been fairly low-key this week although i did get my booster this week which was cool but that knocked me around the last couple of days but uh but happy to to have that so um yeah that's kind of that's kind of my big news and then uh and then a busy weekend full of they podcasting get... this weekend uh so i got astrazeneca they got, first they up, you get them. and then uh pfizer mm-hmm. after that so I got Pfizer, Pfizer booster. They let you get the booster even though you just had COVID. Yeah, so there was no, there was no, um, hmm. there was no time limit between the two, uh, but they did say, hey, you okay. kind of protect it for a little bit, um, so you don't need to get it straight away. And because I had COVID kind of in the last, I was right on the edge of two weeks. They said you might get slightly hmm. more severe symptoms, like. Um, side effects from the immediate booster you know the first 24 48 hour sort of stuff um yeah. and it knocked me around a bit this morning and last night but uh but otherwise it was okay so oh, good. but they're, they're talking about putting I'll in pop. more not restrictions but you know making it more mandatory moving forward so i just wanted it done so happy with that definitely uh, oh, we didn't discuss this. Who wants to do the sponsor read? Uh, you can. <laughs> I, didn't, I was just looking at my uh, my run sheet and I went, oh, oh, that's a glaring, glaring hole. Uh, who loves Funko Pops? Do you have a Funko Pop collection, Adrian? I have a couple, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I have any. Yeah. I'm do you, so do you have a custom Funko Pop? Not yet. Wow. Need to get I'm on that bandwagon. <laughs> <laughs> because DG Pop Customs just make the best custom Funko Pops. We are very much looking forward to ours arriving. I know we keep talking about it. We have seen them. They are so good. If you've ever seen the ones from the you know the guys at Produce Dan or you just follow Dennis on, on Twitter or Facebook, Instagram, you know how good his work is. You send him a photo, he comes back and he clarifies a few details, and then he pumps out whatever you want in a Funko Pop, and it is just awesome. So whether it's for you, loved one, buy one for one someone you hate, we don't care. Dennis will make you the best-looking Funko Pop you've ever seen, and you can have that sitting on your shelf, and then when people come around, they go, hey, what's that one? You go, it's me, or it's this, or it's... Hey, do you remember that scene in... Whatever it is, I've got it. Oh, where can I get one like that? DG Pop Customs. That's what you got to tell the people. So Dennis will sort you out with uh, with the best Funko Pop you've ever had. Simply search DG Pop Customs on your favourite social media platform, uh, and you can find Dennis there and, and DM and hit him up. He may be stateside, but he's always on your side when it comes to making your pop dreams come true. And be sure to mention that. Uh, Mention us to to know so he knows where you are, where you heard about him. Uh, 
Uh-huh. Oh, Dean I, I know how susceptible you are to Well done. One job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, we know what that's from now. We yes, do. that's right. And uh, we did have an Apple review this week. So we have to send a Woo. a hearty thank you to Davos the Bear from Great Britain for dropping us a review on, I'm going to say the 17th of January, 2022, because I don't know if there's such a date as the 1st of the 17th, 2022. Um, but that's just me. There is not. There is not 17 months in a year. Yeah. <laughs> um, He's uh he's dropped dropped us a review where he's saying it's an amazing easy listening um, podcast. So uh, he said we're wonderful to listen to. Really great to hear three mates just having a chat about something they enjoy for an hour and a bit a week. Being very um <laughs> very nice to us there. Uh, Matt, we'll wait till season four. You're in for a treat. Um, yeah. Actually, on, on the season four, um, we've, um, as Adrian just mentioned, we've been um, going back and um, just binging uh, community lately. And uh, we've just um, pushed through season four and uh, halfway through season five now. Didn't realize uh, when, we, when I first did the watch through at the start of COVID that I actually missed most of season four. So it was probably like my... <laughs> maybe second or potentially first time watching some of the episodes and yeah it's a it is very going to be a very very interesting discussion when we get there in um i think it probably about six months time i think yeah just a and bit sorry, over these seasons are wicked long they yeah are, but it and it's such a roller coaster. I, I can't wait to like there's certain moments that like there's just we all know that there's great episodes coming up and even some of the rough ones but yeah, some of the twists and turns that certain characters take, and and even just some of the storylines that flow through, I, I I'm just so looking forward to covering on this with you guys and hearing like there's bits where I'll watch it and I'll be like, oh Brad's gonna hate that, and I'll be watching going, I can't wait till Matt <laughs> sees this, like just those little things. It just changes how I watch the show now, and it is so much fun. Yeah. But uh, let's uh, let's dive into this week's episode. What do you reckon? Anthropology. 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 <laughs> Anthropology. <laughs> Anthropology. Anthropology. This is uh, another one of those episodes where we get zero anthropology. <laughs> this week we actually start in the entrance of a hospital. Jeff is uh, Jeff's confused. Shirley's uh, trying to figure out what's happened, um, seeing if anyone knows. Jeff tells them apparently they found him unconscious on a park bench, which is kind of how we ended last week's episode. That was our, uh, yes, our yes, fade-out image mm-hmm. after Jeff sent his text message. Then, uh, yeah, and, he's, uh, and he's asking if he's okay, and Britta, Britta's saying that they just got there. Uh, a nurse comes over who uh, who repeatedly comes back in. Um, a nurse says he's ready for visitors now. He's in ten twenty three, so they all they all move into Pierce's room. And uh, Pierce says, "Oh, welcome, welcome, my old friends." Shirley asks Pierce, "What's happened?" They are also worried. 
Piercer. Pierce tells her it was the pills. They just took me over. I saw awful, horrible things. Demons, aliens, Critters 3, something called Bruce Willis surrogates. <laughs> Jeff, uh, Jeff, for the first time, we, we kind of see that this is uh, filmed slightly differently than, than the standard uh, filming of, of Community, and Jeff kind of uh, alludes to it and says, uh, Abed, what are you guys doing here? He sees Abed filming the whole thing from the other side of the bed. Abed from clearly behind the camera. So that's okay, just act natural. As we uh, we cut outside to Abed uh, pulling back the curtain a bit. Pierce asked me to document his life for historical purposes. At first I said no, because at the risk of sounding overly sensitive, I feel intensely bored by Pierce as a subject. But I'm excited about the narrative facility of the documentary format. It's easier to tell a complex story when you could just cut to people explaining things to the camera. I've called everyone here so that I could put my house in order, bequeath parting gifts. Say my final words to each of you. Final words? You're gonna kill us? No, dummy. The <laughs> pills wiped me out. I'm dying. I'm not really dying. Over the last <laughs> few weeks, it's become like apparent that. how little respect this group has for me. So I summoned them here to exact my revenge. See? Fish in a barrel. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, at w- at what point did um did Pierce tell that to Arbit? Because he he knew this whole t- if it was at the start he knew this whole time that he was fucking with all of them and didn't tell any of them. Arbit's always good for going with a bit. Yeah, Arbit oh, is probably gosh. the only one out of all of them that you could trust with. Hey, I'm gonna go with a bit. So. Can can you follow along with me and uh, you know just roll with it? Wonder how much convincing. Interesting too, because he's like, because he's because you see Pierce like with that pill addiction in the last episode, so you kind of would assume that he's taking the pills and is setting Abed up before that, because there's certainly like a real sort of addiction there. Or, yeah, like, yeah. he's definitely injuring himself to get to the point that he's hospitalized. So that's, like, very interesting pre-planning. Um, the other thing that begs the question is, did, like, little Andy Dick call the ambulance when Pierce passed out on the bench? <laughs> I assume someone found him is, is my thing. But I, I'll, I'll come to it at the end. But, yeah, I, I don't know how sick he is at this point. Why is he still in the hospital? But that's a different... We'll, we'll get to that at the end. I'll cover that later. Yeah, it's... I'll put a pin in that. Yeah. Uh, so then we get the uh, the opening credits. I will note that uh, that the scenes of Arbed... Arbed is helped by Garrett and Pavel, um, which I thought was good. So he's actually roped in other people to help him with this this um, documentary-style film or... Uh, then we go. We get back into the waiting room after the credits, and he said, oh, "I'm so sad. I don't know what to do." Troy says, "Are you usually if I need cheering up, I make fun of Pierce, but now it just makes me sadder." It's Gregory Hines all over again. Jeff uh, just tries to calm everyone down. He says, "Look, I'm sure you'll be fine. You know how dra- how dramatic Pierce gets. Remember when he had the hiccups and pulled the fire alarm? Such a Pierce thing to do." Let's just try and relax. 
Freddy says, we're here because we were... Uh, he's here because we relaxed. Jess tells him, no. He's here because he relaxed a handful of pills at a time. Now that's all over. We're here for him. So there's no point feeling bad. And it's like, oh, well, we know there's no point feeling bad. We just kind of felt like feeling it. She was like, yeah, Jeff. What are you, Arbed? Oh, sorry, Arbed. And then Arbed from behind the camera. Just like, no problem. Doesn't bother me. The nurse, uh, the nurse turns up again and uh, says, uh, Mr. Hawthorne is ready to commence his bequeathings. Troy, Troy giggles. Shouldn't you be telling that to an orderly? And he's like, oh. <laughs> and, he's, and he tells him that means he's going to give his gifts. So I was like, oh, cool. <laughs> I mean, cool. Cut to, cut to <laughs> Troy doing a, one of these talking heads. He says, I don't want Pierce to die. But if I'm going to get bequeathed upon, I'd like to be bequeathed a drum kit. I, uh, I know there's a drum kit exactly behind Adrian there. <laughs> or a, uh, a signed photo of actor LeVar Burton. Those would be my top two wishes. My third would be a million wishes. But then I'd just use them all on a million signed photos of LeVar Burton. I don't know what he'd do with a million signed photos of LeVar Burton. No. Maybe he can... He can I don't know why them. that was also his third wish, too. Because you could do a million wishes first and then get 9,900... Like, yeah. 999,999 999 photos and a drum kit. I, I'm, exactly. I'm worried about the uh, the the cramp that LeVar Burton gets signing all those photos. <laughs> but uh, but this leads us into uh, our second clip. Hello, Piers. Hi. Hey, uh, got you some things from the gift shop to cheer you up. I got you a, a John Grisham novel and a funny little coffee mug. See how the, the fleas doormats is dog sweet. Yeah. Dog. Shirley, uh, we both know that you and I are the most hated in the group. We do. And since of my absence, <laughs> you'll be the new black sheep. Or, uh, I'm sorry, that's offensive. A black swan. Black swan. I want you to have this. <laughs> it's a compact offensive. record, and it uh, contains an audio file of your study group talking about you while you're out of the room. It's all here. Merge into this diskette by optical lasers. I don't believe you. I know it sounds like science fiction. No, I don't believe there's anything <laughs> on that. And I guess this is goodbye and forever. Good goodbye, Piers. Smile you later. He said it's a recording of you all talking behind my back. That's ridiculous. That's what I told him because you all don't do that, right? <laughs> Silence. Everyone's uh, everyone's very awkward at the back there. Uh, I love that the the, the shocking bit for Pierce is I know it sounds like science fiction that people can write onto discs. That was his big thing. <laughs> uh, I just I'm... love how somehow a uh, a sheep is racist, but a swan isn't. Yeah. In Pierce's mm-hmm. mind. Still calls them, <laughs> but that's yeah, the problem. They're, they're black. Yeah, and um, uh, not non-future spoiler. Spoiler. Um, didn't realize P- Pierce was actually right in his rankings of the group, referencing season three, episode three, and uh, um, divvying up of biology partners. But we'll get to that. We we will get to that in a long time. Oh, that's not that <laughs> far away, really. No. And Matt won't listen to this, so there's no spoiler for him. <laughs> 
No, there's probably no. a good chance that Matt won't listen to this. <laughs> Which is funny because if he does Schmitty. listen to it, we'll get uh it'll be two weeks away because we're recording two episodes this weekend, so we're a week ahead. So this episode won't be released before we record <laughs> next week's episode. Therefore he can't talk <laughs> yep. shit about it until the following week. They're like, remember you when you guys said this? No, not at all. Nah. I don't remember doing that. Oh, the nurse comes back in and uh, says, Mr. Hawthorne is requesting sour face. Britta pulls a very sour face. <laughs> I, I just love that. She just sort of kind of looks towards the camera just with this big sour face. Uh, just gold. Great so, uh, sour face. Yes. Britta comes in and uh, knocks on the door and Pierce like, is that you, Death? Britta says, Britta. He's like, oh, like disappointed that it's Britta and not Death. <laughs> Britta says, before you speak, I just want to tell you that you don't have to give me anything. I'm happy to spend time with you. You know what Dillis Thomas said about Death? He's like, no, tell me. Britta's like, okay. Bluff called. <laughs> well done, Britta. <laughs> she Britta it. Yep. <laughs> Definitely Britta that one. Pierce says, uh, you're, you're the selfless one in the group, right? Wouldn't uh, wouldn't have known. Haven't thought about myself in years, says Britta. He <laughs> says, that's what makes you the perfect recipient of this bequeathment. It's a check for $10,000 with the payee line blank so that you can give it to the charity of your choice. Britta says, well, wow, Pierce, this is surprising. After what you gave Shirley, we thought you were playing mind games. Thank you. It's like, oh, of course, if you were so inclined, you could always write your own name in there. Toodles. As she's uh, as she's leaving. And uh, Brewer is uh, a bit confused by that. And, uh, yeah, pondering as she leaves. But Interesting in, that that goes on for a bit. So they don't cue in that Pierce is fucking with all of them. They just think he's fucking with Sir Shirley. And it keeps going as well. Yeah. Where, like, Jeff doesn't think he's fucking with them, and Annie doesn't think he's fucking with them, and like, oh, well, he was nice to, he was nice to Troy, and it's like, they only <laughs> think he's fucking with Shirley. It's like, no, he's yeah. fucking with all of you. Yeah, very, very clearly. Like, as we see very yeah. quickly, we uh, we see that he's fucking with, with Britta, and then, you know, like, as soon as you get two or three in, surely they'd all realise that, uh, Yes, he's fucking with all of them and not just Shirley. But no, for a long time, they all deny that they're being fucked they with. No. Yeah. Uh, back in the waiting room, Annie says, uh, I don't want to die in a place like this. People shouldn't die in the same place as people magazines do. Shirley says, uh, I hope I die. <laughs> yeah. I hope I die surrounded by my family. Jeff says, that's the only way I'd agree to be surrounded by my family. <laughs> Yep, more uh, more Jeff and uh, his family. Troy says, me and Arbed have an agreement. If one of us dies, we stage it to look a suicide caused by the unjust cancellation of Firefly. We're going to get that show back on the air, buddy, as he uh, as he looks towards Arbed. <laughs> Jeff says, uh, how'd it go? To Britta, as she's uh, come out into the waiting room. Britta says, oh, fine. 
he uh he gave me a check for ten thousand dollars to give to the charity of my choice. And he says, See, he's not messing with us. Maybe he just hates Shirley. Maybe. <laughs> maybe he's fucking with all of you. So I was like, What? But it says, Yeah, maybe. As uh as we cut to Britta Britta alone in the room this time. I just need to research a few charities because uh some take a lot off the top and uh you think you're giving money to people that really need it? You're really giving uh, giving it to some middleman who's going to pay off their parking tickets, credit cards, and keep from getting kicked out of their place in uh, April. Oh. <laughs> a little bit of a uh, little bit of herself going on in there, I think. Yeah, it doesn't a bit close to home. Yeah, just just a little bit. The uh, the nurse comes back in and and tells Annie that she's up next. So I says, you know what, nut, we'll see Jeff next. Nurse is like, no, you're not supposed to go. Or what? You do twice as much work as a doctor for half the pay. The the nurse is just a bit shocked by that. And like, Thank you. Pretty, pretty expensive. It's called a compusult. Part compliment, part insult. He invented them. I coined the term. See what I just did there? That was an explainer brag. <laughs> this is what I thought Matt would pick as his uh, his old white man says, but he didn't give us an old white man says because he didn't do his damn homework. Uh, you Matt. Yeah. I try and leave a good that's comment a... so that I don't clip what his old white man says is, and that's what I thought he'd go with this week. But he britted it. Bastard. That's the first time we see Britta making up words right I don't it's like oh I do this all the time I'm just having like we just don't see it until halfway through season two yeah I think it's well, other than the whole uh, bagel thing but uh, that's not really her making up a word <laughs> well, that's just mispronouncing that's a word butchering the word yeah <laughs> bagel but yes I think this is the first time we ever see her uh, make up new words the next scene, we get uh, Jeff arriving in uh, in Pierce's room. Hello, Jeffrey. Pierce! I've thought about this day many times, but I've always imagined it differently. For starters, I thought you'd be the one in bed and I'd be a hologram. What? Uh, never mind, there's no, no time for that now. Pierce! It's starting to seem, from observing the others, that you're using the social leverage afforded you by your alleged deathbed to exact complicated acts of psychological vengeance on those closest to you. Vengeance? Oh, no. I was never one to hold a grudge, Jeffrey. My father held grudges. I always hate him for that. Did you get along with your father? I got along without him. Oh, that's no good, Jeffrey. You don't want your dad to die before you tell him how you feel. I'm sure you're right. Look, let's nip this in the bud. Pierce. We're sorry we didn't respond quickly enough to your pill addiction. Is there any chance that apology is enough? Are you ready to be bequeathed upon, Jeff? <sighs> yeah. Blow my mind. I found your father. Did you know? William Winger, born Oklahoma City, 1945. 1974, married Doreen Fitzgerald, divorced in 1983. Most recently residing in Dorchester, currently sitting in a town car its way to this very hospital should be here in an hour or so give or take a father <laughs> that it yep all right see you at the funeral 
And so it is bequeathed. And so it is bequeathed. So, uh, yes, so Pierce continue to fuck with Jeff. Dick move. Yep. And uh, I like at the end there. He, uh, yeah, I, no, I don't know. He just, he, he's just a dick. Yeah, yeah, he, he's just a dick. Yeah. And then, and, and then he wonders why no one wants, <laughs> wants to, <laughs> wants to defend him, spend time with him, or yeah. Oh, everyone's thinking I'm being a dick and they don't want to spend time with me. I'm just going to keep one-upping my dickmanship and then... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, why is it working? On, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of... It's a lot of Dicky Pierce episodes in a row. This is... We're on at mm. least three now. Yeah. Yeah. Like, a, and, uh, I mean, I guess he's a dick in every episode, but it's like very much cent- center story plot if you go back to um, Dungeons and Dragons and, and last week. Yeah, I don't know if like Chevy Chase had that in his rider that it's like no, I need like a major dick arc in the middle of season two. I think I think they just did it to fuck with him. <laughs> we know, we know what Dan Harmon's like. It's true, but uh, yeah. Anyway, we we can get to more of that when uh, when more things happen. I think we all know what we're talking about. But no spoilers. Uh, back in the waiting room, Ritter asks, what are you going to say to your dad? He says, I'm not going to say anything because I won't have to because Pierce is playing head games with us. Shirley says, I've decided not to listen to it as she's brandishing the CD still. Jeff's like, what? I'm not going to listen to the CD if you guys are talking about me because I forgive you. Says, but how do we know what we're being forgiven for? We don't even know what's on there. And you never have to. Says, uh, says Shirley, giving a little uh, guilt grin. Then uh, Britta says, back to Jeff, what if he is coming, though? What are you going to say to him? Here, I'll be him. I'll be him. Hi. Hi, I'm Jeff's dad. Jeff says, hi. Hi, Jeff's dad. I'm Britta's dad. What? Why? I don't know. Got drunk. Don't have a condom. And her mum gets freaky when she hears Oingo Boingo. <laughs> Such a good comeback. Uh, this this seems so, so glad good. you included this. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> it was too close to the other one to this clip This whole back it, and but, forth could be. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just, uh, oh, my God. I wish I could relate. But much like my son, I'm a cl- closet homosexual. Jess says, don't apologize for that. You're talking to the guy that banged Britta's mum. I have no standards. <laughs> <laughs> Britta says, well, what do you say we take a tumble? I'll put on a wig. Jeff says, that's it. You're under arrest. I'm an undercover cop. I'm an undercover cop. What? It's not illegal to be gay. It is here in Iran. Not when we're in the green zone, Britta says. Jeff says, ah, oh, that's a rock, stupid. Well, what do I know? I'm Jeff Wing's gay, d- dumb gay dad. So funny. So, like you guys said, just such a good scene. It is such a good scene. 
and, uh, we count from that. Couldn't work on the pod, but Britta gets so Britta gets so pouty, and then just like moves one chair one over, but makes yeah. such yeah. a big fuss about it, storming off to one chair over. <laughs> I think so, it's that scene as well. If you look at the um, the back of the magazine. Jeff's reading. There's another woman in the waiting room sitting next to him at like a 90 degree angle, and it's the exact same. Like they're reading the same magazine. Like it's the same ad on the back of. Oh. So I'm not sure about they. If they only made like one prop for that and just made a couple, or if that was intentional. I think I noticed that my third time through, I was like, "Wait, that's the same weird like yellow flower thing." Oh, I paid. Uh, I paid no attention to that. Although next week we are. Uh... We have, uh, without spoiling it for anyone that ha- that is watching along that hasn't seen next week's episode, we get a lot of um, screen gags that uh, with some news mm. sort of clips and stuff. I took so many notes, so much pausing uh, and trying good, to get there. And, yeah, it was it was painful, but but I didn't notice that this week with the magazines. No, that's going to uh, play well for the podcast. All those sight gags. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's all like notation and stuff, and it's all very quick, and mm-hmm. you don't really get a chance to read it all as it quite goes by. So it, I stopped and paused and wrote it all down. Yeah. It was painful. Nice effort. <laughs> no, it, it, that was a good catch with the uh, magazine. I, I would like to think, because I missed it, I would like to think that uh, Jeff just went and picked up the same one that she had, just so, you know, in the off chance to be like, Oh, did you read this or you know some right, kind of potential yeah. pickup? <laughs> always on his game. Well, she's obviously not picking up, uh, not picking up his dad because she no. stormed off. So even in the wig. So uh, yeah, then we get uh, <laughs> Jeff gets his solo scene, and he says to the camera, "My father was a two-bit con man, uh, so little substance." He couldn't leave a trail if he wanted to. I don't care if Pierce hides Scotland Yard. He isn't going to track him down from a hospital bed. I mean, money can't just make people appear. Then uh, LeVar Burton uh, comes in and says, Excuse me, I'm looking for Troy Barnes. Pierce Hawthorne sent me. Which is fantastic. We get, uh, yeah, <laughs> obviously LeVar Burton. Played by LeVar Burton. Um, comes in. So Jeff, Jeff walks out and... Um, Points out Troy for uh, for Levar. Hey, Troy. Hi. I'm Levar Burton. You just got Levar Burton to come here for Troy? Is there anyone he can't produce? Now I'm really getting mad. Why am I the only one he decided to torture? <laughs> Doesn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> I never wanted to meet LeVar in person. I just wanted a picture. You can't disappoint a picture. I hate you, Beard. I hate you so much. <clears throat> but yeah, Shirley's the only one they're fucking with. Shirley's the only one. Oh. That, uh, that so good acting this week is so good like troy yeah. especially <laughs> absolutely just just fantastic like donald glover in this episode at the 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 bits that i'm sure we'll get to in a minute where he just wide-eyed staring just at lavar fantastic <laughs> um but yeah, yeah so he that's, should be that's up for a tony 
that's our first moment of uh of Lavar and and Croy and uh and Troy. And, uh, I just wonder how you call in a favor like that. Like, how do you get get to Lavar Burton, and how much money does that cost to get him in there? Like, Pierce has got some massive, deep reaches there. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah it makes you wonder. I, yeah, I don't. I can only assume that they met at some point, or they know each other potentially, or but I don't understand how that relationship would work. Like, I, I yeah. Well, how much he's paying Levar? Any, yeah. It, it begs so many yeah. questions, none of which we get an maybe, answer. Maybe for. he, per- yeah, maybe he pretended to be his lookalike Chevy Chase because if Lavar exists in this universe, Chevy Chase probably does too. So Pierce just, you know, switched him, going, "Hey, it's me, your buddy Chevy Chase. Come on this show that I happen to be familiar with to see this guy in the hospital." Yeah. So uh, yeah, scene sure, ten, sure. we get uh, Shirley telling Annie. Annie, I forgive you. With a with a big grin and uh, making a real show of it. And the nurse comes in and says, Annie Edison, your bequeathal is at hand. Annie uh, is, is, is frustrated as everyone else. Like, Do you have a regular job here? Uh, as, she, as she goes past the nurse into, uh, into Pierce's room. And Pierce says, Annie, I know you're being strong for me. I give you permission to weep. Uh, Eddie says, I'm crying on the inside. <laughs> Pierce says, gross. Well, in any case, I want to give you this. It's been in my family for six generations. And now it's yours. As he, uh, as he gives her a, a tiara. And he's like, thank you. And leaves. Back in the, uh, in the lobby, Shirley uh, smiles wide at both Annie and Britta. Britta's still... Um, and she's still cradling the CD while uh, Annie's cradling the uh, the tiara she's just been given, and the uh, the check is sit- sitting on Britta's knee. And she's like, <laughs> just giving them a look. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff is uh, is pacing in a corridor while Arbed's filming and uh, talking from behind the camera. Jeff says, uh, "Do you want to see your dad? He's not coming." But do you want to see him? No. Then why aren't you leaving? Because I don't care. And I'm not going to let him think that I care. Your dad or Pierce? There is no dad. Get that thing out of my face. Don't you dare intercut this with footage of me freaking out. Insert footage of just freaking out. <laughs> so so good. Very well timed. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Uh, Arved says, is there footage of you freaking out? Jeff says, Arved, I'm going to kill you and Pierce and Britta. And anyone else who thinks I care about any of this, he clearly cares. And the, the laugh, the laugh, and then the anger. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's, a, it's very, very well done. Yeah. So uh, Troy is still staring wide-eyed at, uh, at LeVar. So, do you go to school nearby? Well... Are you more familiar with me from Star Trek or Reading Rainbow? Reading Rainbow was the show I hosted and produced for 25 years on PBS. Never seen it. Butterfly in the sky. I can go twice as high. Take a look. 
It's in a book. Reading Rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> Reading <laughs> Rainbow. <laughs> the uh, Star Trek uh, tossing in there with the phasers. <laughs> Set phasers to love, love me. me. Oh, it's uh. fantastic. <laughs> All right, Annie, uh, Annie has more questions for Pierce though, so he goes back to see him. And he says, what does it mean? Pierce says, what do you mean, what does it mean? And it's like, no riddles, you're screwing around with everyone. You gave me a tiara. What does it mean? Are these... Blood diamonds? Are they Holocaust <laughs> diamonds? It's like, no. <laughs> and he's like, well, what does it mean? Pierce says, means you're my favorite. Then uh, cut to Annie outside alone. What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that could mean anything coming from Pierce, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in British solo saying British says I did it I gave away the money the red cross you know what that makes me a terrible person because if that camera wasn't on me I would have taken the money right out of the mouths of crippled starving malaria ridden refugee kids and now I know that forever thanks Pierce I must say that the uh, last time I checked the red cross takes 33 cents of every dollar donated so how, how yeah, much research did you do on that? Just, just saying. Yeah, true. You get the name recognition, and then most of the money just goes towards overhead costs. Like the Salvation Army in the U.S. got a lot of shit a while ago that they're, you know, apparently Christian-owned organization, and their CEO makes like close to seven figures and has multiple mansions, and it's like, oh, we're outside ringing a bell, and it's like, oh, all that money, most of it's going towards a McMahon. Yeah. Good job, guys. Yeah. Slow clap. Definitely. But yeah, that was just a side note. Ultimate pyramid scheme. Yes. More uh more surely uh more surely guilt in this uh this next uh, this next clip and I uh, I put a note here that says Q Brad Huff. Got to forgive yourself. Duh. Look at me. I'm forgiving you for the horrible thing. Oh, there it is. There it is. We're going to listen to it. I don't want to listen to it. We're to please. We're to. I don't want to. I'll be right back. Don't learn anything without me. So, how much do we all hate Shirley? Here, knock it off. Hey, James Bond, stop trying to record us with that stupid spy pen. We can see the blinking light. Why do you keep trying to record us bad-mouthing each other? Because he thinks friendship is a competition, and he's always trying to get the upper hand. Think Shirley's any different? Yes. Yes. Hello. Yes, we do owe you an apology, Hello. Shirley. We shouldn't have said those things about you. Ooh. Snap. Yeah. I guess the lesson here is that I sometimes use guilt as a weapon. <laughs> what are you doing? Oh, just shooting a talking head? Or did you want me to be the only one who didn't have one? No, go ahead. I think uh, it stems from when I was 
Yeah, she gets <laughs> cut her off. <laughs> no one yeah, cares, Shirley. We don't capture backstory. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shirley saying, oh, I, you know, I, I guess I do guilt people and then immediately guilt all bit. Yeah. yeah, immediately. Beautiful. Yeah. I realize what I've done wrong. Oh, oh, wait. No, I'm going to do it again. It's yeah. Uh, yes. So yeah, we were talking about this before we before we went on air. But you get so much insight into Shirley's character and everybody's character <laughs> throughout this. Yeah. It's like, oh no, they are those things that you think is just kind of weird, and they're doing subconsciously or just part of their character. It's like, no, they're actually using it to fuck with the other people in the group and to get a one-upsmanship on them. Yeah, and I, yeah. It, it's like as much as we give Pierce shit, he clearly knows the group very well. And knows how to play. Mm. Like he knew that Shirley wouldn't listen to it, but would hold it against everyone. Like the insight in yeah. all of it, he mm. knows how to fuck with them really well. But we can we can touch on yep. that a bit more right at the end. Uh, so in the next scene, uh, Jeff confronts Pierce about finding his father. Finding his father. So uh, so you found my father. She says, yes, he's on his way. I mean, if this is too much to handle, I completely understand and I can call it off. Jeff, uh, Jeff says, actually, I think I'm ready to see him. She's like, good, good for you. Oh, I should probably tell you if you're lying to me. My father isn't coming. <laughs> the car pulls up and anyone other than my father steps out. Say, an actor, you in a wig... If you try to pull any Fer- Ferris Bueller, Parent Trap, Three's Company, FX, FX2, <laughs> Deadly Art of Illusion bullshit, I will beat you. <laughs> and there will be nothing madcap or wacky about it. Understood? Chris like, Crystal. Then uh, Jeff leaves and uh, Pierce madly fumbles with the telephone in the panic. <laughs> <laughs> uh best part Pierce of the episode is coming up yeah pierce obviously saw um one of those movies that jeff referenced so he had to make sure he <laughs> yeah. got all eight references in there to make sure he got the one that pierce was he, going off of otherwise right. he wouldn't have known <laughs> if i if i include enough references he's sure to get one of them <laughs> it's true very true and uh, then we get a, a scene of LeVar Burton sitting next to uh, Britta in the lobby. LeVar says, hi. Britta's like, hey. I'm LeVar. Britta's like, I know. I'm a huge fan of Rebop. It was cancelled before I was born, but I scored some VHS copies. I was nostalgic <laughs> from a very early age. LeVar's like, oh, cool. <laughs> you know, I assumed that Troy was a fan, but he hasn't said a word to me since I got here. And now I've got to catch his flight. Britta's like, oh, no. He can't go. He loves you. He talks about you all the time. How much would it cost you to change your flight until tomorrow? Is um, $261 enough? Because that's all I've got. <laughs> LeVar gives her a look. He's like, that's all you've got? He's like, yeah. No, no, no. You keep your money. I'll reschedule. Brutus like, oh, my God, thank you. He's going to be so happy. LeVar's like, uh, you know... You're a very generous friend. But you're really stupid with your money. Yes. Yes, she is. <laughs> <laughs> we cut to a Brita talking head. 
It's not that I'm selfish. It's just that I'm really stupid with my money, which is why I never have a lot of it. Because I'm really good at... I'm a really generous friend. Problem solved. Dilemma deleted. Britta for the win. Oh, thank God he didn't take it. Could you imagine bouncing a check to Kunta? Could you imagine bouncing a check to Kunta Kinte? I love that she gave him a figure of $261, and that's not what she has. Right. That was her high figure. <laughs> uh. Jeff is waiting outside for his father when uh, a black car with very dark tinted windows uh, turns up. Uh, warning, this is, a, yes. this is a rather long clip, but I had to include it all. It didn't work otherwise. Best scene. Hello? Jeffrey, this is your father. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's me, here in the sedan. <laughs> See, I'm waving. I'm sorry I can't come any closer, my boy. This is too difficult. You look too much like your mother. No, no, don't, don't come closer, as you were. We'll have to catch a flight <laughs> to Canada, little, little DJ. To say, too close to your mother. They're your true family now. Annihilate that civic. When you improvise a plan, Sometimes you hit a speed bump, and sometimes or a civic. you hit it so hard or a park car. you soar through the air, far beyond your initial expectations. I set out to take revenge on Jeff Winger, to scare him with the ghost of his father. Instead, I took over the role of his father, helped make him a better man. It'll be a long time before Jeff Winger underestimates me again. <laughs> ow, 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 ow. He's getting patched up from the beating he's about to receive. Because I'm sick of you people not taking me seriously. You forget my birthday. You don't invite me to your Dungeons and Dragons games or your secret trampoline. You guys think I'm some kind of a joke. Yes. This isn't disproving the theory. He's, he's right. <laughs> What'd you say? Oh, yeah, <laughs> Good point. <laughs> What'd you say? <laughs> oh. Uh, so there was a lot that happened in that, but uh, yeah. Any any first comments on that before we move on? Uh, did it, it, it just up his so birthday? well done. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think he did. I I don't know how Pierre thought that was gonna go. <laughs> like, like at what point do you just call it off and be like, okay, it's just gonna with you know, I'm gonna he's called my bluff. I'll deal with it. No, I'm gonna hire a car and pretend it's like this is a bit that I was talking about before when uh, when I put a pin in it. That uh, how is he still in the hospital? Like, like they'd kick him out. It's like there's yeah. nothing wrong with you. Clearly, if he can go out and or, drive I mean, a car and be happy, there's something wrong with like, him. But yeah, well, there is now, but that's a concussion. But yeah, like I know what the <laughs> hospital system is like in America, and there is no reason for him to be there. His insurance well, is surely not covering that. Well, if he's paying for it, that. though. 
Yeah, I guess if he's paying for it, <laughs> no one cares. He gave Britter a check. Yeah, maybe. maybe grand, so. Maybe he owns he the wing. He got Lavar Burton. That's his permanent bed. So yeah. Anyway. But yeah, uh, you think he Go gets on. he gets admitted to the hospital because of the drug overdose. But that's just like pump his stomach, keep him overnight, send him on his way. Yeah. Unless he's just able to lie about a whole bunch of symptoms or. Hey, I, I'm happy because I feel like the hospital, if you want to go, I want this test, they'll be like, great, we'll bill you for it. And for Pierce, yeah. apparently money is no object. It will cost this. Off you go. Are you happy with that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I am. Okay, great. Well, what other tests can you give me? <laughs> yeah. It reminds me of the, uh, the hypochondriac from, uh, from Scrubs. Hmm. Uh, Jeff, uh, we get a Jeff talking head. Apparently, I need to say some things to my father. Things that I may have screamed at Pierce instead. I'm not saying he doesn't deserve it, but my <laughs> father deserves it too. And he, uh, and he goes to see Pierce again. And he says, uh, Pierce, I figured out your test. Crowns, presents, punishments, favourites. You're trying to show me that the dangers of my own elitism, my constant striving to be the best. So I'm requeathing this tiara. Because if I become the kind of person who thinks it's their place to pick favourites and torture the rest, I'll die sad and alone. And that's what you're trying to teach me. Very good, Annie. You pass. Uh, Annie leaves and then we get a, a thing of just Pierce in the bed saying, she's actually just my favourite. Which I could see. Then, yeah. uh, then Abed sums up, and I'll, I'll go over all the clips of, of what plays in the background afterwards, but we, we get Abed summing up. So, I thought the documentary format would be like fish in a barrel, but as is the case with a real barrel of fish, after a while it can become cramped, chaotic, and stinky. Fortunately, if in the end your documentary is turning out just as messy as real life, you can always wrap it up with a series of random shots, which when cut together under a generic voiceover, <laughs> suggest a profound thematic connection. I'm not knocking it. It works. Guys. <laughs> no, we did not. <laughs> uh, so we are uh, in the background of all that as as Abed uh, is narrating. We get Shirley putting uh, putting the CD in the bin. Britta donating some uh, some money to hungry families in need. Lavar reading a book to wide-eyed Troy. Annie leaving a toilet just for some random thing. And he's just quite shocked and sort of scampers off a little bit. Uh, Abed, Garrett, and Pavel bowing. Abed in the back of the car, uh, on the back of the car. Uh, Jeff and Pierce sleeping in the same room, which is what the uh, the adorableness was there. And uh, we, of course, get the uh, get the credits clip before we uh, sum up the episode. Troy, I am telling you, man, the salmon is really good. <sighs> Would you mind passing me the pepper? 
butterfly in the sky. I can go twice as high. Take a look. It's in the book. The reading rainbow. <laughs> Finally broke. More fish for Kunta. <laughs> More fish for Kunta. I love that. Uh, very good. So, uh, yeah, so that was uh, that was this week's episode as a whole. Uh, Adrian, you're our guest. Uh, I'll let you have first go at uh, your first thoughts in the episode. I just love that LeVar goes all the way through, like, the second half of the episode and having these conversations and trying to engage Troy when he's just leaning back as far as possible with just, like, deer in the headlights and he, like, <laughs> keeps trying... And then it's like, oh, yeah, I'll stay another day. He's a really big fan. It's like, dude hasn't said shit to you. <laughs> and it's just yeah. like, you're going to keep trying to win him over. It's like, just, I don't know, talking that, talking to yeah, a yeah. wall. You are well past um, that point of like, maybe there's that little bit of star. What, uh, what's the term for it? Like, um, starstruck. Starstruck. Yeah, starstruck and all that, you know, that sort of stuff. And you get a bit tongue tied and you fall over your words. No. Now, Troy is well past that. <laughs> Especially by the time they get to dinner. Yeah. Yeah. There's just like a lot of small drops in this episode, like uh, Britta going, oh, I, I know you from Rebop, which was like this two, like three season series on PBS from like 76 to 79 that like LeVar was in one season of. So it's like, how does she even find that? <laughs> she had a VHS. Um Right, exactly. Like, oh, I was uh, I was nostalgic when I was still young, which is, seems like a very Brita thing. Like, yeah. But it's basically an explain-o-brag. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, and just interesting how it carries over. I think we touched on it earlier as well. So, like, Pierce, like, really does have a problem with drugs. So was he doing the drugs to be able to set this whole thing up? How are they open? Because he's clearly in the hospital for a reason. Um, did he actually put him through that? Like, how does the drugs actually, or the pills factor in? Um, cause like Andy Dick in 21st century romanticism was basically encouraging to keep taking the trill, the pills. So it seems like there is a real addiction there. Yeah. I, my, look, my theory is that he, he, he clearly had a problem he probably OD'd and went to hospital. And then that was, he, he I, uh, my assumption is that he was in hospital going, oh, this is a good chance to fuck with them. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's kind of my thinking there. So then he's like making up symptoms or paying for more tests to get more time there. But he gets LeVar yeah. Burton there pretty quickly. And then somehow he gets the Tierra. Um, I guess the thing I'm confused on. So when he pierces fumbling quickly for the phone, my first take on it was he's trying to call this off. Yeah, that's what I thought when I first like, saw it. Because yeah, Jeff calls him out, but then seems like he's just calling to rent a car and to keep going on with it <laughs> yeah. so he like as you mentioned jack like he he knows how it's going to end like he's been warned how to go. there's only really one path for it and he keeps going on it yeah, like oh I'm, so i true. literally just want to get the snot beaten out of me by jeff yeah what, what was my what was the plan here oh, i will go and try and get my way out of this and i can i can probably weasel out of it and i can Maybe if I quickly come and then I'll wave and then I'll just drive away and it'll be fine and he'll think it's his real dad. Like, 
at no point during the conversation, like, as soon as he makes that phone call, she'll, like, I don't know about you guys, but I knew it was Pierce straight. As soon as you hear the voice, it's like, it's Pierce. Oh, yeah. It doesn't even try that hard to mask his voice. Like, it's not even one of those, like, robot voices or talking through your hands or voice scrambler. It's just him talking a little muffled. Like, it's clearly Chevy Chase doing the voice and not even trying that hard. Yeah. Yeah, so I... I There's a lot of interesting, but there's so much packed in this episode, and it being such a Pierce-heavy episode, just like 21st century romanticism, it's like, takes the funny away, because he's not really a funny character. Like, as we talked about earlier, he's just... Mm. He's just kind of a shitty character. It's more of a downer episode, and there's so much packed in there with all the talking heads. I mean, Jack, from looking at your run sheet, like, 23 scenes in a 21-minute episode is... That's a lot of stuff to cram in there. It's almost like yeah. it just makes it so chunky and choppy and with all and they're not even group storylines or individual storylines with all the talking heads and all those individual interactions. Like it's hard to really get into the episode. Yeah. Like, you know, you look at your phone to check something on Twitter and then you realize you missed three scenes and you have no idea. Like you miss that. Um, like, I think I missed it before we got on the air, like Shirley mentioning, and I watched the episode four times, Shirley mentioning um, how she's like, oh, well, I just do that to guilt people. And then she guilts Abed, which is such a quick throwaway. <laughs> yeah, there's just so many little things. Like, it's such a well-written episode. Um, like, even if it's mm-hmm. not your favorite episode or, or whatever, and I know we'll get to ratings and stuff later, but it's it's an yeah. extremely well-written episode. Um but it's really hard because you're right. It's it's such a roller coaster in terms of how it makes you feel, and like it's a very guilt-ridden episode. Not just with the Shirley stuff, but the whole the way that he plays people yeah. off and makes you think about things and contemplate your life and how you are. Um, I and love it's the, so dense. Yeah. There's so much in there. Yeah, it's a very heavy episode. Uh, Brad, what are your thoughts? Um, yeah, it's it's one of those run-of-the-mill type episodes. Unfortunate to heavy Pierce episode, but there's there is a lot of character development or introspections. Uh, but whether or not they're for the better, or whether it was just as we've said, Pierce just um, trying to get his one-upmanship as he does, uh, what seems to be most of this season. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's just one of those. Um, it was good, good, well put together episode, but it's just, it's just a shame that it's a Pierce focused one because um, that just drops it pretty heavily on my um, on my rankings. Cue Brad. Mm-hmm. Hunt. <laughs> <laughs> we are yeah. My dog does that, Brad. Just so you know. <laughs> You sit there and be like, "Fine," but yeah, that's but yeah, that's that's exactly my thoughts as well. Uh, there is no old white man says this week because Matt has confirmed that he had not watched the episode before. Now uh, he has since watched the episode while we've been recording, even though he's not feeling well. Uh, mostly because we guilted him into uh, to giving a rating, so. Uh, he has given us a rating, which is good, so we'll get to that. I've uploaded that into our spreadsheet. Um, but yeah, moving on. Uh, we'll uh, we'll go with Brad's pick then. Yo, 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 y
yo, 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 pop, pop. Easy, sugar bear. You're into me. I beg your unbelievable pardon. Yes, welcome back again this week, guys, to another one of my pick of the weeks. Uh, again, because this one was very much a talking head uh, introspection across a lot of the characters, it was quite difficult to uh, single out one character as the um, pick. So I really had to, as I did last week, go on who um, who really did a lot and who really embraced uh, what they were doing. So, yeah, we'll see when we get to my ratings. But, Jack, throw us a drum roll. You could add a live drum roll this week. Uh, with one point, I'm giving it to Jeff. Two, I'm giving to Britta. And three, I'm giving to Troy. I've uh, given three to Troy this week. Although he really didn't have a lot of um, a lot of dialogue, really, because of uh, the whole Lavar situation, he, um, he just is just um, the acting alone and um, the dialogue that he did have was just just amazing. And and just the the scene in the bathroom with the um, the crying, um, reading Rainbow <laughs> Song. It was just it was just all really really well done. Um, uh, it, it was so <laughs> disappointed or whatever it was to love me. Was it? Love yes, me. Oh, thank you. Set to love me. me. <laughs> it was. It was just so so good. Um, and I've given two two to Britta because um, again, same deal. She just kind of like really steered into her character, and she had probably um shared the best scene uh, of the episode with um well actually sorry second best scene of the episode with um mm. jeff and um jeff's dad that was that was great and then her um, um, gay dad Britta Fuller with, <laughs> yes yes the explainer brag she just had some good moments really some really good moments and um i gave one point to jeff because he, he, he beat down on Pierce. It's, it, you know, if anything, I should, probably should have given him, given him the three, but um, he was a bit bit quieter for the rest the of the episode. <laughs> he did. Um, and actually, I I want to circle back to my, um, my comments on the episode. Uh, do you think um, Abed a bit this week, his um, trial from Pierce was being um, in the know of Every, although really no one actually commented when they usually do Abed knew this going on the whole time and did not console um, Troy at all mm. when Troy was going through what he was um, Britta at all and he was winding Jeff up <laughs> Abed is committed to the bit and, and to the film more than anything yeah. do you think that was yeah. do you think that was Pierce playing with playing on Arbed as well, like turning no, that's Arbed how he turns Arbed against the but from the group's perspective. That. He loves that shit. Yeah. Yeah. It, I thought that was that would just sour the group's um look at Arbed. But no one said anything. So he kind of got off a bit scot free on that one. So yeah. I think they just know what Arbed's like. Arbed's just Arbed and 
if you ask him to do that sort of stuff, yep. he will, and you can't change Arbed. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, given that we're, uh, we we can't quite quite send Arbed off this week, uh, I know who I'm giving the red card to this week. Who? <laughs> who? Is it a surprise? It's the nurse, isn't it? Not doing her job, doing bequeath things. Twice the amount of work for half the pay. <laughs> half the pay. <laughs> Thank you. No, no. <laughs> I, I'm going to give this one to uh, to Pierce. Really? As should should be. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 what, I'm like going to five in a correct, row. Well, I'm going to correct the record from last week, considering um, Matt Matt didn't think it right, but he he should have got the red card last week as well. Um, but yeah, this week he he again he was just a dick. The, if we include last week, it would be five, five weeks in a row, uh, <laughs> because he is just an ass. Yeah. Uh, Jack, I believe you do have a um, an outro for. for oh, that. nice call, ref. Bite my banger. <laughs> say that, and, and as, right, as yeah. there's currently soccer on, and I'm slightly distracted because the Matildas are 16 nil up at the moment against Thailand. <laughs> yeah. With, oh, with still like 15. Wait, you, but you said soccer play. though, like that's. Yeah, soccer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's soccer. Yeah. Like that. That's one point at a time, right? Last yeah. Time yeah. Ow. That's, that's what caught my eye. It's not a I, game. I, one of my one of my group messages went off, and they were saying that. Before half time, it was nine nil, and I was like, ten nil. I have to put yeah. that on the background, so I, I've had it. That's why I'm slightly distracted. But yes, so that's that amuses me. My <laughs> game, that's a slaughter. Yeah, at this point, yes, that is a slaughter. Makes sense to me. You know who else it made sense to? Say Hitler one more time, and I'm giving you a about two. Slaughter. Mammy, <laughs> <laughs> meow beans. Mm. So, uh, Adrian, what what would you give this one? Um, I I put this right down the middle and gave it a three. Um, I think the writing's really good. I think there's a lot in there. Uh, there's really good character development, and um, as you mentioned with the picks, like Brad or um, Brad uh, Troy did like an amazing job. Just went through all the emotions. Like, oh, he's going to bequeath us. I guess you should get an orderly. <laughs> like, oh, cool. Oh, cool. <laughs> I, just, I do love that one. Oh, you should get it a little And Britta just storming off, just getting upset and being Jeff's dumb gay dad and then goes off in a huff to sit two seats away. There's some really good individual moments, but yeah. just with being pierced forward, it's just such a downer and dick episode. Like it's And with so much going on, it's hard to really get into. Um, so that's, I just kind of went in the middle of the road. Like it's not one of my favorites. It's not something I would toss on. It wasn't really memorable to me having only gone through the season once. Um, but figured with, with the title and going off the description, it's like, well, it should be Abed heavy, right? If it's documentary. And then it's like, true, no, it's Abed's just in the back. Pierce running yeah. the show, which is, yeah, the Pierce forward episodes are, they're good. They move the story forward in terms of character development, but it's, you know, kind of lacks the funny yes that that's so true that's so very true well the um 
IMDB community have given this one an 8.8 out of 10 or a 4.4 Meow Meow Beans out of 5. Yeah, I feel like IMDb is always high, though. Like the episodes you guys give twos and threes to, like low for IMDb is like eight and a half. Yeah, yeah. They re- so they I guess they're comparing yeah. Maybe it to. Maybe we need to, to do like a cross reference between like that and the Rotten Tomatoes and a few, you know, other stuff as mm. well. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, because um, all all of us, even including um, doesn't do his heart homework, Schmitty is uh gave it a three as well so yeah. we're we're all across the board although I, I do i do have to apologize on behalf of the um podcast adrian um out of all of the uh guests that we've had so far uh you're the only one to have scored a an episode lower than a four so i have to apologize <laughs> and say sorry for bringing you on for not such a great episode <laughs> <laughs> I did select this episode. It's the uh, the benefit of um I, I kind of like I said I kind of went off of the names and I'd only seen the season one, so I'm like, oh, documentary filmmaking. <laughs> oh, so that's gonna be all that heavy. The first one was yeah. pretty damn good. Um, sometimes the not so great episodes give you more to talk about. Like it's definitely a yeah. different discussion than if it's like, oh, that was so funny. You know how funny that was? Yeah, like yeah. more in depth, and you can kind of get that. Like in this one, there's great writing and there's great development. It's like yeah, you need those filler right. episodes to move towards like the season wrapping up to pull everything together. Um, yeah. yes. I feel you know to go over to Letter Kenny, like it's always almost kind of like episode three, episode four, and the six or seven series runs are always like the low points, but it's because they have to build to the season finale. So I feel like the last couple episodes here is this is what we're getting with the Pierce Forward ones with romanticism, Dungeons and Dragons a little bit too. It's like we're setting Pierce up to, you know, to, to go somewhere. Yeah. Yes. Like, and and they cool. like they've he, had they've had his storyline for a little bit with the drugs and stuff. So this clearly wraps that up. It's a nice little bow on that. Yeah. Yeah. But and no then, Andy yeah. Dick in this episode, so that's too bad. Oh, well, no, because he wasn't on drugs anymore. So I assume that we get no more Andy Dick. True. But like, yeah, you're right. Like, we've only got, in terms of, like, it, they are long series, with 24-episode series. This is episode yeah. 16. So you're right. They're at that point where they need to start building towards the end. And it's just wrapping up the little things. Um, last week, as discussed, was a... Uh, um, the I was going to say Halloween. I knew that wasn't right. Valentine's Day episode. So they had that, and now they're sort of starting to okay. Let's get they can do some one-offs, but this clearly wraps up that storyline. Then they can start to do things and then build towards the end of the season. Yeah, yeah. And and again, like these episodes here aren't as this week, next week, probably are just outside that ratings window. So then. After that, you're probably looking to build mm-hmm. just from yeah. a, yeah, a yeah. pure, t- like, you know, analytical TV sort of thing. And, and you know, that's how studios think. So, and, it is what it is. and again, without, without spoiling this one, um, play, plays a little bit, or the storyline in this plays a little bit of a part in the final episode of the season. Yeah. And we, you know, we've spoken about that before with little things coming back. To, like mm. they might leave something mm-hmm. for four, five, six, eight weeks, and then all of a sudden they're throwing back to to stuff that's happened in the past. So, 
Yeah, they did um, a lot of that in season, was that early or end of season one, like with all the stuff yeah. that happened at Paintball, and then they bring it up four or five episodes later. Yeah. Which is uh, it's nice that they're self-aware. Like, who knows if yes. they're that far ahead in the writing, or they're just like, oh, we need something to go. Oh, we dropped this thing five episodes ago. Let's come back to it. Yeah, there, and there are some really cool things that run, like the length of seasons, like there's a when we get to it, I'll, I'll point it out because I've got it in my mind. But there's one callback that happens across three different seasons. And then there's just the smallest little joke in there. And if you catch it, you catch it. If you miss it, it, it you lose nothing. But for hardcore fans, mm-hmm. you see it and you go, oh, my God, how did I? That's awesome. So that's a, we'll get to that when it happens. But, yeah. Well, you guys touched on it or, or previously too with like the the women like that relationship that happens in the background of whatever episode that was from people meeting to dating to having the kids and like <laughs> yeah. if you don't see it it's fine yeah but once you notice it it's like whoa okay yeah that's it yes yes which, which i don't think i noticed it i think i noticed when she was pregnant and then i'd have to go back to watch the episode but assume when i noticed it halfway through the episode that she was pregnant it's like all right they've probably been dropping this in the background the whole episode and i'm just noticing it now yeah yes that 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 might may or may not come up again towards yeah. the end of the season i best pregnant <laughs> close <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm also so we, disappointed we didn't get a uh, Troy and um, Troy and Lavar in the morning. <laughs> oh yeah, or Troy and Abed and Lavar in the morning. <laughs> it's just Abed chatting with Lavar and Troy just sitting there, stone face, wide eyed. <laughs> More fish they? <laughs> <laughs> they did have the morning mug out there though, so that was a good touch. Yeah. Oh, we got a, we got a few more Twitter followers this week. Oh, we got quite a number actually, which is really cool. So we got um, lost as found, lost, yeah, lost as found by Diana Pond and Pickle, Pernt Pickles. That's a really long name for a Twitter handle. Uh, Megan uh, from Winnipeg, Manitoba. Uh, Megan uh, Everage, uh, Zipper Stream, uh, who is a they're a podcast uh, promoter from London, England. Uh, Aoki, uh, Damon Does, which is another podcast, uh, Space Rogue from Space Lanes, and uh, and the Forty Spot, which is another podcast channel. Uh, so thank you guys for uh, for following and and joining in on our Twitter. Uh, do you want to uh, shout out all your Twitter stuff or projects you've got going on? Where can people find your work, Adrian? Yeah, so um, I don't even remember all my handles right now. Oh, I guess it's in my um, so Twitter. Um, fair bit around brewing and letter Kenny and community on that feed. So that's AVO underscore brewer, uh, Instagram. If you're curious, I mean, Brad, I guess, or Brad and Jack, you guys just call it going for a walk. Um, in the U S we call it hiking when you just go out for the day, but post a fair bit of pictures of that on my Instagram, uh, which is a bomb, a bomb underscore gram. Um, there's some drum porn and things, um, drum porn being one word, not drum comma porn. Um, Cause I'm not sure. I'm not sure meta would go for that. That's not, uh, that's uh, not like in step brothers. Is it where you rub your ball sack on the drum kit? <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't do that to my drum kit. I might do that to the one that Troy gets with his wishes, but 
<laughs> we'll do that to Matt for you. Don't worry. Yeah, we'll do. Yeah, you guys have to do that for Schmitty for uh, calling out sick on this one and not doing his homework. Yeah. Uh, and then the brewery is uh, Kit and a brewing uh so we're distributed in the five northeast states uh which is maine massachusetts vermont new hampshire and new york soon to be rhode island and connecticut uh and then we do ship stateside right now as well because with non-alcoholic beer you can just toss it in the mail so that's pretty cool what what kind of beers are you actually making like what's your what's your range anywhere from a Pretty much, um, or that's the goal. I guess we only have one beer out now, so I can't really say that. Um, but we've definitely, in development, we have both a lager and a stout and an IPA. Uh, and the first beer that we have out right now is called On Your Mark, uh, which is an American blonde. So a little bit of grain character, some cool. American hops notes. Um, yep, exactly. Brad showing up a nice photo of the cans there. Nice cans, Brad. Nice. But uh, we'll have have new products in uh, uh, IPA in March, um, a lager in April, and then probably a stout, I think, in September. So trying to keep up with it. Awesome. Wonderful. So appreciate, yeah. So that's what uh, what's going on in the me world. Beautiful. Uh, we obviously are at Jadeout Human Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Green Our Human Podcast is on Facebook. If you want to come and follow us, we will give you a shout out. If you follow us on Twitter, um, yeah, we like to we like to get involved a bit. Uh, Adrian is on our uh, our DM group, so if you want to reach out there, you can and get involved in in some chat. Uh, that's that's usually pretty uh pretty fun when we get active. Then um, yeah, then leave us an Apple review so Brad doesn't cry. He was very happy this week when I told him that we had one. So, um, yeah, keep that rolling. And you go in the chance to win a Funko Pop from from Dennis. Like, what more do you want? Exactly. And you can be on the podcast. So there you go. Yeah, that's it. Well, I guess I shouldn't speak for you, but that's kind of why I'm here. Because, you know, <laughs> Schmitty started stalking and then calls out sick. Yeah, that's right. He's just pathetic. But, oh, well, what can you do? Uh, but unless you, any of you guys have anything else to add, I think that that about wraps it up. Uh, just uh, come back next week, um, or I should say, thanks for joining us this week, and come back for intro to political science. Um, yeah, it's a. We'll, I'll, I'll leave back that up for week, for you to. But that's tomorrow. For us, <laughs> come back tomorrow. <laughs> But for, for us, us it's tomorrow, tomorrow for the listeners next week it'll be next week yes yes but yeah come back we'll be we're, we'll be interested to see what you think of that one as well yeah very different style episode this week yeah yeah I think that one was taken when you sent me this sheet Jack no I mean, we got, or we maybe got not on for tomorrow oh okay mm. I've done all the notes and everything so but uh, you know, no one on tomorrow uh, it is a is a guest free, and then I th- we do have more guests before the end of the season. Uh, coming up, if I bring up my lineup, uh, we got Dennis in a couple of weeks for critical film studies. Mm-hmm. The voice and, of uh, God, yeah, voice <laughs> of God, Dennis the Menace. Uh, then uh, applied anthropology and culinary arts. We have Al from the Produce Stand, and hopefully Tanya. And uh, and then for our season finale, a few more paintballs. We have uh, we get Chad, who will uh, 
that'll Ooh. be uh, good fun. So that'll he's in it to win it. Season. Yeah, breakfast and, uh, beers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there might be a few more beers on that episode. Uh, and then yeah, uh, good I'm luck actually with that catching one. up tomorrow with our good friend of the show, Lou. Um, but that's just a casual thing on the side. So yeah. But yeah, that pretty much wraps up this week. Um, we have been and we'll continue to be Green Our Humor podcasters. We are. Thank you for listening. Adrian, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, we, we do really appreciate it. At least two of the three of us do, apparently. And uh, we will uh, see you guys next week. Well, Jackson Jills, that's about all the time we have tonight. Yeah, until next time, may your dreams be sweet and your nightmares be spooky, monster scary, and not grandma died scary. Troy and I bed in the morning. 